When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Good evening and welcome to another episode of the same old Arsenal team talk. I'm your host Dan Potts and I've got two fantastic guests with me tonight. Lee Judges is back in the house. Lee, how you doing, man? Well, yeah, I'm all right. After me little meltdown yesterday, not too bad. I you know, uh, that was that was a tough watch yesterday. That really was. Like, I don't know how we won the game. I really don't. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I I I can uh, I, I lost it last night. You know, I, mean, I couldn't take no more of that rubbish. And I have to say, I don't know how. Someone said to me, I think it was you, Dan, said, like, you know, do we want to get in the draw today? And I said, I don't care. I'm just happy to be in the draw. You know, I don't care who we get. I, don't, I can't believe that we're in the draw. And, um, yeah, so uh, I feel a lot better today, I have to say. So, um, but uh, that was tough last night. I've got to say that. The emotions that went through me, like, you know what I mean, from anger to, to uh, joy to regret. To feeling sorry for myself, oh, unbelievable. But we got there in the end. We got there in the end. You a meltdown? I don't know what you mean, judges. It ain't like you at all, mate. Um, no. <laughs> also, <laughs> also joining this evening all the way from America, it's Mike Feinberg from Dagoonas Pod. How are you, sir? Doing well, Dan uh, Lee. The, re- the if you don't know how we won last night, the reason is because we're the Arsenal. That's why. <laughs> but I, I'm feeling the opposite of you. I felt ecstatic last night because i was in the moment which means you know alcohol um and today i'm i'm starting to remember all the things that we did wrong on the pitch so it's like the it's literally the arsenal hangover for me today but no one no one was gonna piss on my my cornflakes last night after that game uh when it ends that way and you get to to, 
celebrate a win like that with your son in the moment, it just everything else gets wiped away. It was uh, it was glorious, and you know I don't care that it made it officially made made us the 80th best team in Europe for the moment. It was it was a last minute winner, and we don't get a lot of those anymore. Unless no, it was a great point. Godly. No, just saying, like, sorry, that's no, a great point. You know, like because I'm 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 sort of working on these things. You don't you don't have like a beer like you can have a beer and you you, you know. It's a different watch, you know what I mean? Like, and it's something that, you know, uh, I'm not experiencing the watch when I normally go to a game where you sh- can shout and scream and let your emotions go. But, like, that game was probably the game where you want to be at, at the stadium or having a beer with your mate so you can just, you know, let it all go, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it all the negativity, all the negativity gets that, filled. You know, so. Yeah, when you're, when you're watching it at home, in your case, probably by yourself, um, you, you, all the negativity creeps in. There's nothing to push it away. It's like, oh my God, why did we bring on Willian? Oh my God, you know, what the hell is Sabaya's doing? And that's all you can think yeah. about. Whereas if you're at the game or if you're watching at the pub or if you're in a group, there's this adrenaline that's going on that's just about get that goal, get that last, that, you know, that, that just push it over the line. And, and then when it happens, it's like everyone forgets that that was 87 minutes of torture. And then another oh, six minutes of torture awesome. at the end. Yeah. About what you know, whether we're going to pull yeah, another yeah, last yeah. year with them, and so wrong. But I was on, I was on just cloud nine after that game until I until I eventually fell asleep before I <laughs> planned to fall asleep. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I must admit, man, it did get to a stage of me because I, I had a few rubber cokes, and it, and I felt godly. No, mate, honestly, it's it was. I was just saying, like, I don't know, but I'm. I couldn't see that. It was just like, it was unbelievable. But sorry, I was just, you know. No, you're right, mate. And and listen, it was a, a game I was nervous about because it really was make or break. And, you know, I was on the Gooners pod with Mike and Sophie just before the game. And I think all of us were confident, but it was all quietly confident just because we knew we had to win this game. And there was a chance, and I'll start with you, Lee. There was a time probably around with half hour or so to go that I just wanted to leave because we were out, in my opinion. We were, we were finished. So talk to me about this game last yeah. night. We cannot move on from it without talking about it. So, Lee Judd, is over to you. Well, well I, I said it like last week, and we spoke about it. I knew that this was not going to be a straightforward thing. I knew that I, I actually um, predicted, and I said it would be 2-2, and we'd go out on the way goals. Typical Arsenal and away goals, which which never happened. You know what I mean? It was just so, and I knew that it was in for a difficult night. I knew it, but I didn't realise that we was going to make it our own doing. You know what I mean? It was our own doing that put us there. And um, I I have to say the performance was was shocking. You know what I mean? Defensively, you know I look at it like Gabriel all over the place. You know uh, Tierney didn't have one of his great games defensively. Bellerin. You know, had one of his normal games, and probably out of the best of them all um, was Luis. You know, and then you looked into the midfield. You know, Shaka has gone back to being Shaka. Uh, Sabias, you know, well, we know what happened with, with Danny. He, he, he became the Fanny, didn't he? Like Fanny Danny, like you know what I mean. At the end of it, he was absolutely unbelievable. What was he? What was he thinking? What was he thinking? But. You know, the shining light again was was uh, Saka and um, uh, 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 Bamiyang. You know, I have to say, 
But what about, uh, you know, Odegaard, you know, people going, he played well. He, done a, he, he was getting into positions, no one feeding him the ball. It was just an absolute horror show, really. And I've got to say, 80, well, well, 87 minutes of frustration. The fact of the matter is we conceded that goal. When we conceded that goal, that was it for me. I, I could not see us breaking them down twice. I lost, lost it. I had to come off the stream. I had to just walk away. But particularly when up goes the, the ball and on comes Willian. Uh, that was me. I was done. I was done. Mikel Arteta was no longer for me. He was gone. I walked downstairs, went down into the studio and letting off a bit of frustration in there. And we know when um, Tierney scored, I didn't celebrate that because it didn't matter to me. It was 2-2. We were still out. You know what I mean? I just couldn't see us winning this game. And then, and then you know, you're thinking, right, typical, like right at the last minute. And we know when that goal went in. I said, Do you know what? When it went in to make it, I said, they're going to call this offside. It's going to be like, you know... I just had these visions of VAR coming down with a big grin on its face, going, hey, no worry. We're screwing you. you know I mean? like, we are forever, you know, uh, and you can imagine it like everybody's celebrating and, oh, uh, 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 but they give it. And then I don't know about you guys, but when they give it, my first thought was, we're, we're going to concede again, you know what I mean? We ain't going to, like, well, we've literally just, done we we did that at this stage last year. It's it's an easy way to to you know. To, yeah, it was to, just it was got to be worried about that because it's happened to us constantly. Yeah, it was hell. It was a. I just did not enjoy that game. You need a hug. You need a hug. Whistle, it, it sounds like such an awful day for you yesterday. I think we we need a group hug. I'm here. Just, I'm sorry, I'm going to say. I had a fantastic day. We'd done the advert for Paddy Power, which was fantastic. It was a fun, loving, great fun day, doing all of that. And then Arsenal nearly just wrecked it. They nearly come in and wrecked it. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't I don't know if I would have been able to recover from that February, two and a half months left of the season of watching I don't know I don't know where I would have I don't know where I would have gone from there. That was such a massive Massive goal at the end of it, you know. I have to say, you know, I know I'm probably going over the top, but thank I'm God, thinking thank God we don't have to deal with that. We we, we have you still, yeah, yeah. And you know, do they, that they, do they, they go out next round? Whatever I happens, wanted, you knew they were going to go out next round if they'd have beaten us. I wanted you to, um, I wanted you to, uh, to answer this about because there's no fans in the. Do they mail? Do they put your um your prawn sandwiches in the post now, or? <laughs> Like, do they arrive half an hour before the game, or or, or have you been skipping this? Listen, listen, yeah, they should do. Like, you know, what I mean, I've got no. I don't have a drink now before a game. I don't have a drink after a game. I don't have a game. A drink during the game. Uh, I don't eat. Not even a half. The game. Nah, not even half. It's I got a bone. I got a bone to pick with you. You didn't tell the real, the full story on that podcast the other night about the. Uh, unless I have it wrong, you didn't tell the actual origination story of the half pint. And, and I was, I, I was, well, yeah, well, it was, it was, did it, it start? Was, well, that part of it was, or was nah, it no, it was part of it. It was part of, part of it. Like, you know, when we, I think to be honest, that was the first time that we actually took a photo at a half point. You know what I mean? And like, we then started <laughs> doing the photos at a half point afterwards. So that's where that originates from, like, you know. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, that was a great night, wasn't it? Lost in something, dear idea. Right, we're gonna, yes, we're gonna so definitely, uh, 
It generated from there. For every game now, we have to have a fight with a half pint, don't we? Like, you know, so. With a pinky hat. With a pinky hat. Um, and, the, and, the, and that jacket with the fluffy... Uh, the, the... <laughs> Such a man. So masculine. God, I love it. Uh, Mike, I'll come over to you, man. Uh, listen, it was a difficult game. It was one that we probably enjoyed watching once it was over. But during it, I think all of us had a few mini heart attacks. But I wanted to get your take on it. Obviously, Lee's given a bit of a rundown of, of, of the game itself. What did you make of it in terms of our performance, not just the result? This was one of those weird games where, like, normally you can either say it's going to be hard to pick a man of the match because everybody just played so well or yeah the man of the match was Leno because no one else deserves it uh in this game you had your players who were on top of it and you had your players who were just diabolical uh, and you know the the latter almost overcame the former I, mean, I thought we had a nice bright start you could tell Benfica were way more up for it than they were last week this was a different Benfica yeah. team uh than what we played last week I mean the fact that we didn't beat them last week comes down to a you know a, a, a shitty handball outcome and and not much else the other than the fact that we couldn't put more offensively on but um but this looked like a better Benfica team so we had to raise our game and for the most part in the first half I feel like we did until an individual error uh and you know it's that 40 45th minute window that we have always gotten in the trap of not as much lately but just over the last few years with this squad of not quite their players uh, where in the last five minutes of the first half, we just shut off and it happened again. I mean, I, I have chosen not to go back and watch the Ceballos thing. Cause I've heard there was no contact at all, but you stick your leg out there like that in that spot of the pitch, you're going to give it up. And, and, you know, with, with a guy who takes a free kick that pure, I, I was likening it yesterday to you know to to a video game or or to golf or something like that. It, there's what you want to do with a free kick, and there's what you're able to do with the free kick. And very seldomly do the two things perfectly coincide, where you pull off exactly what you're trying to do. No one could have stopped that. Uh, so you know, no qualms with the free kick going in. The qualm, the problem is with, with giving up the free kick, and that was. I, if you had told me at that point that that wasn't going to be Ceballos's biggest error, I would have, I would have shut off the game. But it wasn't. Um, from that point on, I mean, just the, the the possession was even. It was fifty fifty, and I don't think that was our plan. Um, we were actually behind in possession for a while, and I mean that second goal. I, Lee, I'm not a footballer, as you may as you may recall. I know I have to keep convincing you of that. I used to be, uh, but. When you're 40 yards from goal or 35 yards from goal, I mean, and you know that you're competing with a header for against someone on rushing uh, coming on you. I mean, unless he thought he was all alone, do you head the ball back to your keeper in that situation when you're that far away from goal? Because that was what he meant I to do. I honestly don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, but I, I don't know what he was. Why would he ever think that that was going to happen? I just, you know, it's just a a, a little. Mental freeze in his game. When I don't know what went. What, he either, what he he either doesn't think back. He was under pressure. Yeah, he he either didn't think he was under pressure at all, or he thought he was much closer to to the box than he was. But I mean, just just the the yeah. ridiculousness of that. I mean, if he had gone for the, I thought he just missed it and it kind of went off the back of his head. When I saw the replay, that was. I mean, he was fully fully trying to head the ball back to Leno, right. and and. 
they capitalized on it. I mean, that, once again, their goals weren't coming from like excellent lead up play and excellent dominance of us on, on our defense. They were from individual mistakes, set pieces, last week a penalty. And, you know, and, and we, we gave those up. Uh, fortunately, we had enough in the tank and we had uh, a couple of leaders on this team who wear number seven and, and, uh, and number three to, to pull us out of this. And, and I don't think this is the last time we're going to see those two salvage a game for us uh, that uh-huh. looked lost. Those guys, I mean, I, I've, other than the two of you, I don't think that there's two men I love more than, uh, than, than, than Sokka and Tierney right now at this moment. <laughs> They're, they're slightly ahead of the two of you at this point. Hundred percent, mate. <laughs> Do you know what Saka and Tierney? I've I've seen it too many times with these two kids now. Nineteen years old, twenty-three years old. I didn't think either of them had an astounding game. That was the that was the biggest part of it for me. They just dragged the seniors. Through you don't think Saka game. had yes, an astounding? Yeah. I, I I can believe you on Tierney, but you don't think Saka? What the fuck is going on? Sorry about that. <laughs> you don't think Saka had a good game? Yesterday I don't think I don't think Saka was outstanding. I certainly didn't think he was diabolical like the others. I don't think Tierney was particularly great either. But what they both did was drag us through this game. And Saka for 90 minutes yet again, he must be dead on his feet. Knackered, oh. played every single minute. And he puts that last minute assist in for Aubameyang. And, and one of the best passes we've seen all season for the first goal as well. So for me, clear man of the match. But I didn't actually look at him and think, wow, this kid is 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 like just absolutely outstanding. I thought they, nobody was outstanding in my opinion. I think two or three of them did their jobs. Um, and Aubameyang was good to see him, on, him, you know, doing so well. I want to move on to some positives, Lee. I'll come back to you. I just want to get across a couple of things before we start talking about some of the positives moving forward. Because <laughs> like you, I mean, I'm going to bring it up because it's in the comments, but this really annoyed me. Uh, this comment here. Uh, when are we going to get to the hero of the hour, Willian? And it really annoyed me for for the reasons that I've said before, because I've been saying that Martinelli is not rated by this manager and nobody seems to agree with me. And they seem to think that he is just getting him back onto the pitch slowly. Now, I look at Saka, he's dead on his feet another 90 minutes. Tierney and Party thrown straight back in whenever they're fit enough to be on the bench. What is it with Willian and Arteta is my first question. And why is it now that we're seeing that front four messed around with so many times in terms of Erdegaard, Smith-Rowe now on the left, it seems, ahead of Pepe, who I don't think's done anything wrong. Lacazette seems to be missing out now. What's going on, Lee? I, I, I think that it's a good... It's a, first of all, let's get, get on to the William thing. The William thing, the thing that bugs bugging people at this, this moment in time is that William, right... Uh, as getting game time week in week out, and he's not deserving it. You know that that is the thing that's giving people the ump about it. Like you know, like yesterday, and it's a great point you make that as soon as Partey's in, as soon as Partey's fit, even if he's not fit, he's on the bench and comes on in the last twenty minutes. Uh, the last, um, as you say, Tierney straight away back in the team. Martelli gets injured. Oh, oh, it's an excuse to keep him out, keep him out, keep him out. I hear these things of like, you know, people turn around and saying, like, oh, he's leaving him out so that he can play Thursday. He didn't play a minute light on Thursday. And when it really mattered yesterday, we needed a goal. Five minutes from the end, those two players did not come on. That tells you everything you need to know as a footballer. If you're a footballer, an attacking player, and you're on the bench, and you know, subs you, you, you know five that subs, there's five three. minutes to go, you're one nil down and... Yeah, and you know, and you don't become, you don't come on. 
there's something not right. It's, you know, you, you, you know the manager doesn't, doesn't rate you. I'm sorry, he doesn't, you know what I mean? And then when he continues to bring on somebody like Willian, who's not doing the business, all of a sudden people are going to start getting the up about it. And that's what I'm, I'm saying with it. You can, you, but, but you have to say today, whether you, you like it or not, or you're a Mikel Arteta in, or you're Mikel Arteta out, or you're a 50-50, he actually got it spot on yesterday. There's no two ways about it. People were moaning before the game. Oh, if he's taking party out there, he's got to play him, he's got to play him. Well, the reason he took party out there was because if it was going like that within the last 10, 15 minutes, he could come on and do what he'd done. And that was what that substitution for was. That's why he took him out there. Tick the box. Whether you think it's the right decision, I think it was the wrong decision, but it became the right decision, if you like, by bringing William because yeah. he done. I'm not having all this rubbish. Well, it was an assist. It was a pass, pass to Tierney, who had a lot of work to do after that, and he dropped his shoulder, cut inside, fantastic finish, or cut on the outside left. You, I am not, you know, what you I can't give. You can't assist. give the same weight. You can't give the same weight to that assist as Saka's assist. I mean, they both yeah. count as an assist, but like, exactly. there's a slight I, difference between you know, the two. Saka, Saka, exactly. Saka put in two assists yesterday. Sublime pass for Aubameyang, right? And a superb cross from for him for that. He will get oh, two assists on that day and William will get one. This assist thing is not right. You know what I mean? Like, now, it's different, you know, with the, the, to a goal, isn't it? If you score a tap-in or you score a 30-yard goal, it's still a goal. You know what I mean? That's the argument that it is. But it's not. You know, it, it's not. You have to do so much more in it. I, I, I've seen players... You know, the, the, the fella scored a goal from 45 yards at South End the other day. Someone tapped it to him. Like, you know, does he get, he gets the assist for it for a 40 yard, 45 yard pile driver. So that's it there. You know what I mean? So I want to, I want to make Lee and really I, mad. And by, when you go back to, I, I want to, I want to make you mad by telling you what, well, what, what Arteta said about that assist and about why he put William in. Or Dan, do you have that or, or do you want me to no, read go it? Go on. Go for okay. it. Okay. And I know I, I I've been able to tell that Lee's on about a two second delay, so it's not you know what when we both talk at the same time, it's because he hasn't heard me interrupt him rudely yet. Uh, <laughs> but uh, after the victory, Arteta was asked to justify the changes he made. He, he describes that there wasn't much space to run in behind; they were on two really tight lines. Um, he says uh, uh, you need people to unlock that with special qualities in tight spaces to create movement, and I think Willie was really helpful tonight. So that's 10 games in a row. He'll, he'll be starting now. Yeah. But, th but, but then he says, on Willian's impact on the match, Willian specifically, I think he changed the game. He gave us much more composure in moments, produced some creativity, produced the goal for Kieran, and we need everyone on board. How angry does that make you? <laughs> well, in a way, it was, it was correct because it, that, that's what probably did happen. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, he can't listen. I've been criticizing the manager for the last for for, for 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 a little while now. But when he's made substitutions, we're one nil down. It just the game peters out. We haven't had that impact. Whatever your way you look at it, whatever substitutions he done. And by the way, I think Partey was more influential than than William, if I'm going to be honest, because he got back control in midfield. This that that. that in my opinion. So, uh, uh, you know, these journalists, I would have questioned him on that, you know what I mean, if I'll be honest. But 
what he what he what he's done. I, I'm going to look. This is how I see about Arteta. Like you know, yesterday, I don't know if he knows that he's guaranteed his job, so it don't really matter. Like you know, they've said to him, whatever you do, don't matter. Like, but I'm telling you that now. If that would have finished, uh, and we'd have been out of that, uh, fans would have gone the other way against him. I would have been one of them. That would have been. It don't matter what he done after that. No, because of what he done with that Willie N thing. So it was a big, bold decision for him, you know what I mean? Like to go to go and do that. And I think at the end of the day, it was big, it was bold, it was very, very brave. You could easily say borderline stupidity, but he got got it. So once he's got the result, I can understand him coming out and giving it I'm a little bit this and a little bit that. Because what? I'm telling you that now, he survived. Survived. You knew one out of every ten times he put in Willian late in the game over somebody else. I mean, eventually something would work out to where he'd be made to look correct. It's still just one out of 10 times though. I think his, his bigger crime yesterday. And, and look, I, I, I know I feel very differently about, about Arteta and his status than, than the two of you specifically, Dan, I know, but, um, but I mean, the bigger thing you could look back on with hindsight and unless you know the full medical physiological details of why it's not really fair to contact this, but the, 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 the parte being on the bench, for Ceballos instead of starting the game and playing as many minutes as he could. Um, you know, there's two different ways of looking at it, but those individual errors are the only reason we had any concerns over this tie. Um, and you can't coach uh, a, a player. I mean, it, it wasn't Arteta's fault that Ceballos headed the ball back or, or, or left his leg out. I mean, those aren't coaching decisions. So, you know, to me, yesterday was one of those games where, you know, Arteta – could have ended up looking responsible based on the, the personnel decisions he made, not starting Partey if he was ready uh, enough to be on the bench, putting in William instead of the other two. It worked out for him because he got bailed out in that one. But, you know, it, it isn't – like if we had lost that game because Saka doesn't put that beautiful ball through to, to Aubameyang, uh, is that Arteta's fault we lost the game yesterday or is it Danny Ceballos' fault that we lost the game yesterday? I mean, you can't – constantly look at the coach and say uh, that, that, you know, that he's the reason we're out of the Europa League because when it's that blatant of an individual no. error, I mean, Mike, it just depends on if you're looking at it globally you know or. It's such Dennis a delay with Lee's, done that thing. Lee's thing, isn't it? <laughs> I know, it's Mike, isn't it? It won't delay with me and you, Dan, it's Mike. But anyway, <laughs> when, um, when he done uh, um when Danny Sabayas done that, I actually turned around and said, how can you blame Arteta for this? It's not his fault. It's just players' individual mistake. You can't blame him. But what I think would have put the the, the, the fans in meltdown was that substitution of Willian in front of Pepe and Martinelli if he didn't get it right. He got it right. I, I don't care what anybody says. When a manager makes changes and you win the game, you have to turn around and say, whether you dislike him, whether you think he's the manager is right for the job or not, he has got it right, and that's what he done yesterday. Whatever you think about it, he got his substitutions won us the game. They won us just the game. That, you know, just on that point, Lee, because I know I know we talk we're talking earlier, me and you off air on, on a fine, and you made a great point, and I think it's worth bringing up. One week it's Danny Sabayos. The week before that is Cedric. The week before that is Bellerin. The week before that is Holding. Shaq has got a mistake in him. How many of these individuals are going to make mistakes that cost our football team, mate? Well, 
that that is the problem. That is the problem with the manager at the time. It's, if you're a coach or a manager, and your centre half is continually makes mistakes, he, he puts an own goal in one week, he misses the header, does that, does this. Then this, it's a simple job. You get, you say, you're right, you drop him and, and and bring in somebody else. The fact of the matter is, at this moment in time, Holding will have a good game, and it'll be Louise that makes the mistake. Then the following week, Holding makes the mistake, and Louise has a good game. Then you've got it from Bellerin or Tierney, or and the, the whole of them. If I go through the team, Leno's got a mistake in him. Like most players have got mistakes in him, but like the um, but they, these come of through. You know what I mean? Leno's got mistakes in him, which he's which he's done. Bellerin's got a mistake in him. Tierney, not so much. You know what I mean? I don't think you can really go well. It's yeah, very, very difficult to say Tierney's made a mistake, right? Yeah, but, but Holding, you can say yes. Louise, you can say yes. Tobias, you can say yes now. Danny hasn't made that many mistakes, but two in one game for him, you know what I mean? That's criminal. And then you look at um, shaka has got a mistake in him. Then you go to the forwards. You know, Lacazette, you know, like not a mistake in him, but like he's got a miss in him. Aubameyang's got a miss in him. Eddie's got a miss in him. There's too many of these players. And if you look back, and I'm I, I, I'm there, I'm, I'm not playing. I'm, you, you, you look at Tierney. You look at back at teams that are winning things. Tony Adams, yes, Tony Adams made mistakes, of course he did. But they, you you have to think hard, long and hard about them, and you don't have to with a certain amount of players. And that is his problem. There's there's too many mistakes in these teams, and the inconsistencies of the player is there for all. So, why, and that's why Arsenal play well one week, not the next. Because of the inconsistencies of the players. Well, Lee, yeah, Lee, 100%. Lee 100%. Are, are we the finished product right now? Could anyone argue that? I mean, Tony Adams, amazing player, not mistake prone, but he was also surrounded by and and leading the uh, a team that was the finished product for most of his career. We are not anywhere close to being that. And and the fact that it's individual mistakes being made by different people is is to me just smacks of a team that isn't the finished product yet. Uh, it doesn't mean that that Aubameyang missing uh, sitters like he did a week ago uh, you know, means that he's not a good enough player to play for Arsenal. But it's, it's just when we're the finished product, when we're a better team that is all playing the coach's system the way that the coach wants him to and the, the players that he has the confidence in and we have the 18 people that we want – when that's the situation, and I hope we get there, I'm not just assuming that we're eventually going to get there, then those individual mistakes are, are are less severe, they're covered up, they're overcome by, by you know, the opposite of mistakes on the offensive end where we have enough goals that, you know, that, that a mistake like that doesn't matter. We're playing so close to the edge constantly, and like someone in the chat said, the, the, the mistakes we make almost always lead to goals. It does feel like that. It's always yeah, going to feel like that. Maybe that's not the case because you know you, you tend to forget them when they when they don't end up costing us. But uh, so many of the goals we've allowed are are individual mistake driven, and I think that's the sign of a young team that's still trying to kind of put the parts together and figure out what. Goes I think where. the novice stuff is coming out. The inexperience is starting to show, in my opinion, in terms of that, Mike. I think you're right there. There's too many individual errors in this team, but we're going to move it on because. I want to talk about the draw very quickly. Mike, I'll come to you first. The draw, we've got Olympiacos yet again. Uh, revenge, potentially, from last season. Um, what did you make of the draw? Not just ours, but obviously Manchester United and AC Milan drew each other. Uh, are you happy with it? Do you think that that's a good draw for Arsenal? 
I am happy with it. I I, uh, I woke up early to watch it. It was on at seven o'clock uh, local time. I set the alarm. I woke up. I put it on my phone, and 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 it always it always pisses me off when they'd spend twenty minutes having conversations with people. I'm, I'm like, get to the goddamn draw. Like they they did the FA Cup fourth round draw was like boom. They they turned on the feed. They did the draw, and then they got off. That's what it and needs to end, be. And then EastEnders comes back on. <laughs> yeah, well, not for me, but yeah. Um, yeah, not for you, yeah. <laughs> the, the, um, the, the, the whole the UEFA thing always bugs me, but I thought I thought they did that for the Champions League and they would just get down to business for the Europa, but that's not the question that you asked. Um, I think it's a good draw. I was, you know, I Olympiakos I don't think is is super, super strong. At this point, we we tend to do well in their place, whether we're whether we're the home team or the away team. Uh, at, th- at this point, and uh, I mean, it's a place we're comfortable with. And and the toughest thing about playing at Olympiacos is the fans. And unless something massive changes in the next two weeks, they won't be there. So you know, you're sucking the the biggest advantage that you possibly could have out of Olympiacos. So, did you know? I mean, Olympiacos has Jan Mavila. We're finally going to go up against Jan Mavila. I didn't realize he played, but so between him and Socrates, wow. I, 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 it, it's not an every easy draw. Every summer, mate. Every it, summer we were linked with Yamavia. Jesus, every summer, and and um, and uh, and Matthew Valbuena. That uh, actually, that's who I'm most worried about because that man, he might be older than Lee Judges and I combined, but he puts in a corner every time he puts in a corner. He he might be the best in the world. I'm not even kidding. Like Ozil sucked at it. Rzitski sucked at it. Kazorla sucked at it. So Saka sucks at it. I don't understand that, but but Matthew Valbuena, I mean, we have to really cuz cuz defending corners has never been our strong point either, but that's the one thing that worries me. Other than that, the team isn't too scary to me and I think it's a good draw. Um I was hoping to see Spurs and and, and United drawn against each other. Um but I guess United there, and Milan will be United and Milan will be uh, uh, there, there. There's no super. There's no super match. United and, and Milan is the closest. It's you can the only one. That, yeah, I, I thought uh, as well. As soon as I saw the draw, I thought that's the only one. To be honest with you. And as for Barbuena, great player. But the reason he's good at corners is because he certainly won't be standing in the box trying to hit him because he's four foot eleven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, 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 you <laughs> could literally be. You could be the, the 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 dude that hangs out with troops now in New York and 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 be good at corners. You don't have to. I mean, I, that guy could probably practice that and be good. But uh, I forget what his name is. But um, yeah, I don't but, know. But the uh, yeah, I mean that the the draw is good. I do want to mention one thing about the the goal celebration. Someone asked about it in the chat, but I mean, oh, the God. I, I don't yeah. want to take us backwards. But is this is this a good yeah, time go to do it. it? Yeah, go for it. I watched that goal over and over and over again because, of course, Jake and I were just we were we were celebrating too much to even see what happened in the aftermath. But you look at the celebrations of the people around Aubameyang, Odegaard celebration. Have you have you seen that yet? Have you seen the Not meme yet. of it? He yeah. looked like he looked like 1980 Bjorn Borg winning the the Wimbledon. And I know I know Dan, you were something uh, else. At that I, knew, point. Yeah, I was I was a <laughs> fetus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but i mean he, he he drops to his knees he falls down he's, he's like humping the guy like he looked like his boyhood team and the one he'd been on for 15 years that just won the world the the the, the champions league i love that lacazette runs up and slams the ball into the goal you know how, how how players do but like comes about two inches away from two olympiacos players including the goal he almost decapitated them william just turns around and starts walking couldn't even have been couldn't have been arsed to, to like get excited about that and that you know I'm not I'm not coming out and saying that that I'm that I'm slating uh, William over that but I'm not not going to come out and say that either but 
the Odegaard celebration, you have to go back and watch. It was it was yeah. hilarious a for a player were, who's a been with us for like four hours. A lot of people in to be honest, a lot of people in the chat are saying that it was it was uh, it was a joy to watch and a player that's spoken very highly about Arsenal now that he's come on loan. Um, so we'll see what happens in the summer. Sorry to take um, you backwards, but 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 I want no, to you're just fine, cover mate. that because it was a beautiful important. thing to watch. Yeah, I think it's important. Uh, Lee Judges, just quickly before we go into Leicester, because this is apparently an Arsenal Leicester uh, because of last night, we have talked so much about it, but I think it's necessary. Uh, just before we do the draw, Judge, obviously we've got Tottenham in between that draw and they have got Dynamo Zagreb. What do you make of that, mate? Well, yeah, like, you know, um, I, I thought it was Dynamo Kiev and I was thinking, oh, I've got to go to Crane. You know what I mean? Generally, I was saying, like, you know, I was thinking he's going to Crane. Uh, the Ukraine, should I say? And I thought like that um, <laughs> that would be a long, long, long time. But I got mixed up with Croatia and Ukraine even then. Like, you know, so uh, unfortunately, uh, Croatia isn't as far. But it's not. It's not one of the easiest places to travel. So they've got a little bit more travelling to do than us. You know. Uh, and uh, listen, we 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 used to what we used to go into Greece, and we've just been there and won. So uh, I don't think it's such a bad. I don't think it's a bad draw. Yet the end of it, you look at that. Um, the reason we lost to Olympiacos was because to, to our own faults last season, you know. So um, I think that, um, if I'll be honest, I think that uh, I, I'm quite pleased with draw. I think we've got a good chance. We've got a good chance. Game. If we can't beat Olympiacos, you know, we don't deserve to be in the Champions League or even win the Europa League. We, this is, you know, I, I watch. Uh, Manchester City last week destroy you know a, G- a German team you know which are a lot better than any of these teams in in the Europa League. Come on, we should be uh, beating these teams. The teams that we might struggle are the, are the big hitters: Milan, Man United, Tottenham. I think Roma, you know, if, Roma might be if we tough. Do it right. We should be Roma. Yeah, you know, obviously Roma and maybe Villarreal. I think there could be a little you know with our. Uh, you know who's who's in charge of them. So, but but uh, hopefully we, we should get through this one. And if we don't get through this one, then you've got to be looking at the players again and the manager because we should not be not be losing to a team like Olympiacos. Yeah, absolutely. Over two legs. Lost, lost to them last year, and that's obviously why everyone's a little bit nervy when we got them again. But let's hope that it can be some revenge. One team that will not be in the next round is Leicester, uh, and that's the team that we've got on Sunday. Lee, I'll stay with yeah. you. What does this mean, last night's result, for Arsenal on Sunday? Do we use this as an opportunity to rest some players? Is Arteta still thinking that we can somehow get top four if we win this game? What's your thoughts going into this one, Lee? I think that, um, listen, he turned around and said afterwards, didn't he, or I read it this morning, that, that Saka was, you know, on, on, on his last legs for this game, you know what I mean? Like, so... I can't see Saka playing in this one. I think he'll, he'll change it up a little bit. But the, the good thing for us is that you know um, Leicester are playing as many games as us, and if they don't want, if if they want to change it up, they've got the FA Cup to look forward to. Um, so I don't think it was a, a, an absolute disaster them losing yesterday. They're, they're chasing for the top four, but I don't think their squad can probably go on all three fronts. So you know, as much as they'd have liked to have gone through on it. You know the priority, I think, is uh, to get into the Champions League through the through the, the league, uh, and, and still the, they might even think that you know if Manchester City have a big meltdown, they could still go on and win it. So I don't. I, I think they'd be disappointed, um, but I, I think that they're still listen. They're still a good side, Leicester, and I think that Leicester will make one or two changes. 
the, the trouble with Leicester is, and I think Madison has been a top, top player for them and, and he wasn't playing yesterday. So this, they come there, put their banks of four and five and you need that little bit of creativity to break them down. And they didn't have it. Let's face it, you ain't got to worry about that Arsenal. Arsenal will give you opportunities just because of the poor lack, poor defending. But I, I, I think that Madison's a big miss. I think that more of a miss than what probably they would think. So uh, we've got a chance of getting something from the game. But ultimately... I think it's an opportunity to rest a few players, uh, get some um, energy back into their legs. And I would expect to see to Pepe. I'd, say, like, I'd uh, probably expect to see Pepe, Lacazette and Martinelli starting in this game, giving a few of them a rest. I, I, I do. I think that's what will happen. Fair play. And Mike, a lot of people in the chat saying Lister have got a ton of injuries from James Madison, a few other players that have got like late tests. Obviously, Justin James has been out for the rest of the season. So uh, this is perhaps an opportunity to play them at a good time. But I don't know what about you, but I do believe we'll see some rotation. I think it's needed after Thursday. I don't think we could look at players like Saka uh, playing the whole full 90 again. I think there's Smith Rose played a lot of games. Um, so I don't know what you take on this, but is this a good opportunity for three points or do you just think this is going to be a same old arsehole, excuse the pun, um, going into this weekend? Uh, I think we have. I think we have every reason to think we can get three points out of this game, especially if Madison is hurt. I, I, I got a shout out to Brandon in the chat. Is on a he's on a bender right now. Um, but uh, you know, we. I, I think you'll see the middle. The I, I think you'll start to see that we have two interchangeable sets of center backs. I think we talked about this yesterday. Um, the the league and and the games that might be considered the less important of the two back to backs from Thursday to Sunday. You'll see Holding and Mari. I think we'll see them on Sunday uh, as opposed to the Louise Gabriel combination that we'll probably see more on the Thursdays. Um, this would be a game for Pepe or Martinelli uh, to, to start, just like uh, was said in the chat by, uh, by Maury Memento. Uh, I would not be surprised at all, though, to wake up and look at that lineup and see William starting just based on his comments. And, and that's going to drive me nuts if, if we end up seeing the same old William, but um, but yeah, this would be a game that Saka needs some rest. It's not an easy game. It's not like you're you're rotating Saka because it's an easy opponent. But unless he's got some sort of bionic tendons and muscles and stuff that we don't know about, uh, I am worried about him breaking down a little bit with all the minutes he's been getting lately. So, uh, and we have the players who are just waiting to get on there. Whether you put Lacazette in to start and Abba, you know, out on left, or whether you keep Aubameyang up top and put Martinelli or Pepe out on left, I don't think you can really go wrong either way. And this this would absolutely be the game I would rest in. Oh, I totally agree. And, you know, like I said this earlier, that everybody said, where would we have been last season without Aubameyang? And my question is, where would we be this season without Bukayo Saka? Because I think we'd be out of, the, out of all the cups and in the relegation zone. I'm not even kidding when I say that. This kid, this kid has been so, so crucial to our season. Um, and we've had one of the poorest that we've had in the history of the club. So I look at the importance of this lad now, and I think I can see why he hasn't been rested, because we just can't afford to, to rest the guy. I think this is an opportunity to do that, though, because otherwise I do fear that he's just a couple of games away from burnout, and um, I really don't want to see that. I think it's an opportunity for Pepe and Martinelli to come into the mix. I think it's an opportunity to probably get Danny Ceballos to try and brush the cobwebs off and forget that absolute nightmare like he had last night. Um, I expect to see some rotation, to be honest with you. But, Mike, I'll stick with you before I come back to Lee. What, what is it that we're looking for in the league now? 
because everyone says top four is still on. Everyone says top six still on. We're 11th currently and we're looking behind us as opposed to in front of us at some points as well because we've got the Leeds and the Wolves and the Southamptons and the Burnleys all with us. So what are we looking at and what do you think Arteta's kind of our aim is at the moment uh, in terms of the league position, mate? I, I don't know that he'll he'll admit to this, but I, I, I would say that his mandate at this point is that he has to get back into Europe. Um, and sixth ought to do that, I think, in some years, seventh might, uh, from a qualifying standpoint, which would be a disaster, uh, having to do what Tottenham had to do this season, even though they navigated through it okay. Um, you know, and, and, and I think it's entirely possible. I mean, I, I, every time you think that the club is, is just finally turning the corner and we're going to go on a long run, we throw up one of these games like we did against Aston Villa, and it's just, I mean, I'm not going to hold Wolves against us, but the Villa one was was a hangover from that that we shouldn't have had. And, you know, so uh, fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times. I guess I'm going to keep getting fooled because I I think out of the last, what do we have, 13 games left in this season, I think we can, you know, we can get results, and, and I mean three points and in, in eight or nine of them, and that ought to be enough to get us into the top six. So, you know. Top four is not out of the question, but it's kind of becoming out of the question. Top six is sitting there for us. And, yeah. you know, all we got to do is beat the teams, in, you know, that we're playing. And there's probably only two or three really, really diff- – I mean, I don't look at Liverpool as being unwinnable right now. Uh, I don't look at Spurs as being unwinnable right now. And, you know, other than that, the Sunday game might be the hardest one of the lot. You might be right. And Lee Judges, I'll come to you on that point because we haven't just got Sunday. We've got Burnley away. We've got West Ham. We've got Spurs. We've got Liverpool. A tough, tough run, in my opinion. If we do want top six, let alone top four, we need to win the majority of those games, do we not? Oh, of course. And um, it's going to be tough, without a doubt. But um, listen, we've got after after Sunday, we've got a week off. So we, we, don't, we haven't got no midweek games. So we can get the players nicely rested and go into those games, Burnley, West Ham. Um, I, th- I don't think we've got a game in the midweek then, and then we've got uh, the midweek game, uh, Europa League, and then Spurs. So we can can go into this game with a, with a little bit of rest in the legs and things like that, which was what we needed. Uh, and we've got to go on. We've got to, we've got to we, you know, uh, I see people saying in the chat, get above Spurs. That's one thing that we need to try and do. But also what we need to do is start, getting on a run so that we're used to winning games of football and and, and creating runs in uh, unbeaten runs. We're not doing that. We've not done it all that. You know, if we're going to do anything in this league, the minimum requirement at some stage of the season is go 10 games without defeat. You know, that, that's something you've got to do. You know, you've got to go on a run of 10 games without defeat. We don't look like we like doing that. As, as Mike says, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a banana skin it after two or three. So we need to do that. We need to get on the on a run, start winning some games of football, and that, get get used to it. And you know, we're going to have to go to Leicester, difficult game, and try and get something from that. From that, and then uh, Burnley away, not going to be easy. Anybody thinks that game's going to be easiest? Certainly not. And then you know, the, the big one against Spurs. So we've got some big big games coming up. But what we've got to try and do is is get above Spurs first and foremost. Try and get that. Try and claw the gap. That I don't think we're going to because you know I think that we've got a difficult game. They'll have an easy game. We've got a difficult. I don't even know they've got. Can't be. Can't be asked to bother. But uh, I don't think they've got. A, they've got a team that they're probably like 
a winner, but I think they've got Burnley. Burnley on. So they're, they've got Burnley. They've got Burnley, Fulham, Palace, uh, and then us. So, yeah, so they're going to stretch there. They're going to stretch there. They ought to be. They ought to be worried about them. Them. Uh, them. Brightons and them. Fulhams, right? <laughs> well, I have to, but like we leave that. We leave that to someone else to say about that. But, uh, <laughs> That's all um, I'm saying about that. <laughs> I, I think by the time we play Spurs, we'll probably be seven, eight points behind them. You know, Ooh. we've had. To get above them this season, we haven't done it, and I don't think I, I can't see us getting anything other than eighth. I think probably the best we're going to get because I can't see us getting on that consistent run that we need. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree with you, Lee. I think top half is probably whereabouts we are, but it's all about the Europa League for me. And I said that I'm not so bothered by the league now. I think that's already been destroyed earlier part of the season, and it's all about trying to get past each opponent in the Europa League now for me, as far as I'm concerned. It starts with Leicester. Leicester are always a team that I've actually respected, not just because they won the league in, in 15-16, which was, some people say, a fantastic uh, Premier League season that will go down in history. I've actually been really impressed with their recruitment and their off-the-field stuff as well, because they've actually replaced players very, very well. If you look at N'Golo Kante being replaced with Ndidi, Harry Maguire went, they got Soyuncu in, um, they lost uh, another centre-back, they got Fofana in, they're looking at players like Harvey Barnes, where Mares left, they've managed to keep hold of Jamie Vardy. They've always had good fullbacks, in my opinion, and they've upgraded on the ones from 15 16. Now, I think they've got about four fullbacks. I rate every single one of them, you know, Pereira and, and Castagna, and obviously Justin James has been great. Um, and they haven't really missed the Ben Chilwells and the Harry Maguires of this world, so they've always managed to be really good with their recruitment. I've always been quite jealous, if I'm honest with you, uh, because that just can't be something that we, we say, Mike, you're trying to get in there, go on. Well, I just I want to I want to eventually, and this might not be the night, but I want to have a conversation with you about that because I have a theory about like when we always look back and like how do we let Lester get Soyuncu or how did we let them get uh, you know the other players and th- th- there there is a difference to me between and the reason that the teams and I'm still I'm still considering Arsenal. I know I know we're not playing like it lately, but I'm still considering Arsenal in that top four, top six type of situation and. The question is always going to be, do we take a risk on a guy? Like, like I, I wanted Sayonchi when he when we were rumored Same. with him. I liked him. I, I had no reason to other than what everyone was saying. But you take a risk on a guy like that, you end up probably overpaying. And and can you slot him right in right away? Because you're, you're expecting to not be giving players tryouts, Premier League run-ins in our squad unless they've already proven themselves for many years. So I actually look at those kinds of signings and say, you know, would Arsenal – forget what Arsenal fans think, but would they be underwhelmed by them? Would they get a, a fair shot to play in? Or are we looking for someone established to come in, um, you know, that we would have to pay more money for? And and when they go to a Leicester or they go to a Southampton or, um, you know, Southampton is a great, a, a great example of that and play well, then everybody looks back and say, well, why didn't we sign them? But – Mm. The reason that Leicester and Southampton and Red Bulls, uh, you know, Salzburg and and those teams and and even Dortmund for exchange get that kind of reputation is because they have the openings to put those guys in and 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 take a chance on them. And and when they blow up, they they can sell them for a lot of money. I don't think we've ever looked at ourselves that way. And if we did, if we started just trying to find these bargain signings, these 15, 20 million pound signings that are showing signs of being good and sign them and put them in the lineup right away instead of having them play in the U23s and having them sitting on the bench like Martinelli, we kind of waste them and they want to leave. 
So yeah, it, it is worrying. I think it's, the Martin it's a different situation for Martin. Arsenal to bring in a player like that than it is for Leicester to bring in a player like that. And I think people forget that after that player blows up. Yeah, and, 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 it's so, a and Saliba's point, a good like, example of that. So Ali D is saying, I was just like, going to bring up Saliba. Saliba's yes, a good example. Saliba would have walked into Southampton or Leicester, probably played well because he was being valued. He was he he didn't have to worry about his place. He was had confidence. But he walks into a team like that and gets his Premier League stripes and becomes known as a great player and 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 helps his team and then probably gets snapped up for 50, 60, 70 million by Man City, like 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 John Stones and and uh, and Kyle Walker and those kinds of guys. He comes to Arsenal, and you know, is he going to be better than Luis? Is he going to play better than Holding? Is he? You know, all of a sudden, he's our fifth or sixth best person, and he gets frozen out. And that, you know, the same thing's starting to happen with Martinelli for whatever reason. And I, and I worry about that. So, you know, I, I just have, I guess, a little bit of a chip on my shoulder about how, and you weren't doing this necessarily, but I'm just saying how people wonder why we let that one get away when. And, and we wonder how now West Ham found Thomas Socek, uh, how Leicester found that, and why we aren't finding that. It's not just because, you know, we're blind to talent. It's because when we bring in a player, we're bringing them in, hopefully, unless we're bringing them in as depth, we're bringing in the player to, like, change our team right away. Thomas Partey, Kieran Tierney, that's the expectation for them. And so we're not – we can't really afford to take chances as often – um, you know, unless they turn out like a like a Martinelli kind of talent, and and then we we forget that we've done that well. So, I think you're right, and I think it's a great point, Mike. And I think that we will look to the summer and see some some of the uh, players that you're going again are going to have some pressure on their shoulders when they come in. I mean, Pepe is a typical example of that. Uh, only last summer or summer before now was it? Uh, so well, let's see what happens in the summer. Uh, Lee Judges will come to you before we wrap up with a prediction. Leicester have kind of taken over Arsenal, if you like, in the last couple of seasons, getting them into the position that I think we would normally be seen in. Um, it's going to be a tough game, even with some injuries. What do you think the score is going to be, Lee? Yeah, I think it'd be a tough game. First of all, you know, Leicester were in a bit of disarray and they got they've recruited well with players, but also Brendan Rodgers has to take a lot of credit as well. He's been a good coach for them as well, done a good job. So uh, I, I think they'll be up for it tomorrow on Sunday. I I I, I, I predicted a, a one-one draw for this one. I think that we're we're we'll get a draw out of it, like you know. Uh, uh, but listen, this you, the, the worrying thing for me is you just don't know what Arsenal's going to turn up. It could be a good Arsenal, bad Arsenal, an indifferent Arsenal. You just don't know what's going to happen. Like you don't know what sort of team he's going to choose. So I, I feel that um, the, the both teams will be a little bit jaded, and I think one-one. Okay, one-one from the judge, Mike. Let's come to you last. What do you reckon? What do you reckon the score is going to be, mate? I'm going to go with what I always go with when I think we have a chance to win, but I don't really want to jinx it. Uh, and I'm going to go two-two. Uh, I think it should be a pretty open game. Leicester is very, you know, very disciplined, but they they don't have to just put ten men behind the ball and play and 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 park the bus. So I think we'll see a pretty open game. Vardy always scares the hell out of me. Um, you know, we have to contain him on the counter, um, and we probably won't. So that's where their two comes from. And and you know, I I, I think it'll I think it'll be a draw. Um, I hope that we have an opportunity to win it. And by the way, the, the Brendan Rodgers thing, he is a great coach for a, for a scrappy, 
team and, and forget Celtic because they're in a different kind of league altogether, but he's a great team for, for a scrappy team that everyone wants to overachieve and, and be better than the sum of their parts. He's a great motivator for that kind of a team. But as we saw at Liverpool, I know he had temporary success, but as we saw at Liverpool, I don't see him being a big club manager where the expectations on a person are so much higher. I think he would fail miserably at Arsenal. Um, I get why people say that based on what he's done with Leicester and what he did, uh, you know, what was it with Swansea but and, and Celtic, but I, I think he would be a miserable hire at, at Arsenal, and I just don't like the guy. So um, You're not alone on that point. Right, but he's perfect. He's perfect for Leicester. Perfect for Leicester. You're not, you're not, you're not alone on that, Mike. There's a lot of people I know that don't like him because he always seems to fail at the last hurdle towards the end of the season, and we saw it last season. They were guaranteed Champions League football, pretty much Leicester, and they just capitulated at the end. And that does. He also had a, he had, he, he had a, the whole being Liverpool. I don't know if that played over there. That 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 series. It's kind of like the the Amazon documentary on on them, but it was like four years ago when he was the manager. That guy was a total knob. I mean, he <laughs> just his his motivational skills were cheesy. He had a huge picture of himself on his wall at home. He he would you know do the interviews kind of with the whole you know professor. I mean, like he just he wanted to be Arsene Wenger, I guess, from an attitudinal standpoint, and act like he was reinventing the game. And and he's just he's not. So I mean, I I think he can appeal to the to the nobody believes in us, and we're gonna you know we're gonna show them type of camp. But but leading a, a he's like the opposite of a Pepe Guardiola or a you know or that kind of coach. I think who can manage egos and I mean no one on Leicester has egos you don't have to worry about that but when they do he's screwed there you go you heard it here first Brennan Rogers is a knob <laughs> he's a knob <laughs> he's a knob he's a twat um, <laughs> he's a wanker uh, do you know what I, I unlike Mike don't see many goals in this game and I'm going to be positive and optimistic and go for a 1-0 to the Arsenal I think that might be a crazy thing to say because of the amount of goals that we do seem to concede we at least score, seem to concede one most games but I just fancy us this uh, this weekend just because of the the confidence boost from last night I think that we'll go on there play a couple of uh, of players that need to play and want to play and I think we'll take three points which is crazy for me being optimistic I know um we're going to wrap it up there, guys. Um, they judges, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Absolute pleasure to have you on the Team Talk Show. Uh, and Mike, thank you for coming over. Always mate. a pleasure, Dan. Um, thanks, Dan. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, sorry my name, I'm sorry my name isn't Alan, and I'm sorry I'm not on a two-hour a two hour delay like Lee, but uh, it's always great to talk to you. I, I really enjoyed our pregame yesterday, and and uh, if you want to check, I, I, one one person who's high on all kinds of drugs has subscribed to our channel as a result of this <laughs> podcast. So if, if anyone else, whether you're high on drugs or not right now, uh, wants to check us out, go to the Gooners pod, uh, go to GoonerSubscribe.com, and, and it'll take you to our YouTube page. And uh, we're getting ready to have a big march of shows. Uh, you'll see these guys and a bunch of other people on our channel for March because I'm uh, uncaged. I have a light work week uh, for the next four weeks. And I'm ready to pod. So there we go. Hopefully the Arsenal will actually give us some positive things to talk about. Man, it would be nice, Mike. But it's always a pleasure to have you on. You're welcome on any time. There's over 300 people watching. Please go over to the Gooners pod. Subscribe to Mike's channel. It's great banner, great laughs. And uh, I promise you it will be a laugh when you go on there as well. It's great, great fun. Uh, Guys, 
Absolute pleasure. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Thank you to Nigel for moderating tonight. Thank you for getting involved in the same old Arsenal team talk. And until then, we will see you next time, which will be on Monday night. Apologies again for Alan Smith um, rescheduling, but he has promised he will come on a podcast with us at some stage soon. So hopefully we'll try and get Alan Smith and KC on together at some point. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you all so much. Take care of yourselves and each other, as Greg would say. Up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.